Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Hello, Rob. What's going on? Well, it's Armageddon in Natick, Massachusetts tonight. Why is it Armageddon in Natick, Massachusetts? The town sent out a warning that our water has E. coli. E. coli. E. coli. Okay. And I was, you can't drink the water, you can't bathe, all this whole thing. They don't know, they, eight of the nine, nine of the 12 tests came back positive. They're not going to retest the water again until Saturday. So I was like, oh, better get in the car and go to the grocery store. Oh, my Lord. It was, you thought the world was ending. People are getting cases and cases. People are yelling, fighting. They've got five cases. I've got six cases. You, only two cases per customer. Like, it was like, oh, my Lord. So Holy cow. So what can you do? Uh, you can, you have to boil water for, to, if you want to use it for bathing or brushing your teeth. So I was like, all right, I'll just go buy. Again, I was not going to be the person who took 35 rolls of toilet paper during the pandemic, right? Like just be courteous human beings. Just take two, like the water is going to be fine. you can't bathe your kids. You can't shower and you can't like brush your teeth or drink water or right. so you like have to tonight, boil everything. Tonight we, we brought, we had already given them showers before the E. coli, uh, notice came out. So we we went and for the brush their teeth, they just dipped the water in the toothbrush, spit it out. I turned the water on the faucets off so the kids couldn't do it because they don't know any better. Because we literally told Zach like four times, don't use the water. He literally tried to turn the water on five <laughs> seconds after me telling him that. So I was like, all right. Four-year-olds are the best. I'm going to turn the water off. Anyway, so I'm in the grocery store. People are just yelling at each other. I'm, I have a bunch of colleagues who live in my town. We're on a text chain. They're driving all over different towns trying to find water. Because we're not going to have water for a couple of days. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. It'll be fine. Like, they're going to fix it. We're not talking like weeks here where we're not going to have water. We're like, we don't live in a third world country. 
It was like, oh, just people. How do you, just, how, how does, I don't even. They said they don't it, know. They don't know. They said they have no idea how it happened. Uh, the test all came back. But so I was thinking, I was like, all right, so this is a pickle for the anti-maskers, right? So you're like, the government can't tell me to wear a mask because I might get sick and die from this disease. Do you just drink the water? Like, are you all in? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm drinking the water. Yeah, no, screw it. They can't tell me what to do. And then you get a, a coli. Yeah, exactly. I bet there's idiots who are in the hospital tonight and be like, sorry, I, I got it. I think I got E. coli. Didn't we just tell you not to do that? No, no, it, I'll, guaranteed. It's the, well, it's the same. You don't wear a mask. Don't get, don't get COVID. Don't drink the water. Oh, no, I'm drinking the water. No big deal. Like, who knows? Freedom! Yeah, freedom, baby. Freedom. My wife's going to kill me if I'm yelling like this and the kids it's okay. are asleep. So, yeah, no, that's so. And then as I walk in the, the door, Rachel, my wife's like, oh, I'm going to order two more cases from, from beaches. I'm like, no, we, we're, we're not, go, we're not, we're not in a, we're not in like, going to die. Like, everyone relax. <laughs> the water will be fine. We live in Amazon's a Amazon's really... going to be delivering so much water oh. to uh, Natick Mass. Oh. It's going to be insane. I was just like, oh my, people are just insane. Literally walking out with shopping carts full of water. I'm like, if you break it down, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with all this water? Like, what do you have? What are you going to do with it? It's like all the people have toilet paper for the next 30 years. Yeah, it's absurd. It's like, just be courteous. Like, I was in the aisle and people were like grabbing and throwing stuff in their cars. And the, the people at the store were like, what's going on? They didn't even know there was the outbreak yet. So they were getting informed why everyone was in there buying water. Yeah. So that's how my, my night started. So, and that's how my next couple of days will be is I can't, I can't drink water. That's why uh, I'm drinking whiskey. So cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheer, cheers to you. I have my, uh, you can't see because we have the little virtual things, but I have my polar seltzer. So yeah, if I'm in the hospital with an uh, E. coli, then you know why. Well, that sounds like the world's ending in Natick. Do I need to like bring some Lincoln, Rhode Island water to you? Do you need me to like put jugs together and send a care package to you? It's been a it's been a rough week of, in Natick. I'd say uh, one of our town select people is also like so. There's the on the Facebook groups. There's this Natick Moms group. Yeah. Who you just don't mess with this 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 group of women. Like, <laughs> they will burn your business and your life to the ground if you if you like cross them. So one of the one of our select women uh, was an organizer for buses to go down to the 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 insert the um, insurrection of the Capitol. And what? Yeah, so oh, yeah. One of, one uh -huh. of your select person. Uh huh. Oh my god. So this woman, the petition that was immediately started. I, I'm surprised she's not crucified in the center of town right now. Quite frankly, because. They were out for blood to get this woman out of our town. And then she went into the said grocery store I was just in recently and refused to wear a mask. Oh, so then, Lord. Oh, yeah. The, the Natick moms were, they're, out, they're, they're calling well, the Well, any F human being should be mad at that woman. Of course. But they're out, they're calling the FBI. Like, she's, like they have pictures of her in the Capitol. Like, she's, she's in deep, deep doo-doo. Um, so, yeah, Natick has been a little bit of a hot spot recently based on, and now I'm, I said my money's on her. For the one who poisoned our water. Because... <laughs> She's going to be the one in the freaking emergency room tonight. And, oh, of and course. Like, you can't tell me what to do. Mm. And be like, oh, you got a coli now. So yeah, she might be in, she might be in prison by the end of the night. By the, but that's a different story because she literally was inside this, the U.S. Capitol during an insurgent taking over the, the building and posting pictures of it. So, you know, uh, things are fine. I do live in a nice town for all those of you out there wondering. But um, apparently it's a third world country lately. So that's... That was uh, my start to the, my, what's today? Wednesday? I don't even know. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, tonight is, tonight is, tonight is Wednesday. Tonight is Wednesday. Uh, but this will come out on Thursday 
I guess, right? So technically, technically. All right, I have a story for you. You want to? You do have this a story. Is, your story is, is way. This I don't is a know Rob your story. Crane, this is a Rob Crane story of Rob Crane stories. I think not. That's uh, not that crazy. But anyway. So, Friday. It was a big day. Uh, I got the little uh, sniffy snip vasectomy uh, on on uh, on Friday. Yep. So let me tell you, give you a little backstory. So um, I'm texting my best friend, Burge, right? He's the best man in my wedding, Godfather Maddie. We've talked to him about this podcast. He was part of the Brian Cashman story, right? He was, he's the other guy, right? Him and I are texting because he had one too. And I'm like, tell me all about it. And he's telling me all about it. And, you know, he goes, all right, the one thing that you got to do is you've got to make a playlist so that when they're doing the thing, you've got a good music <laughs> music going on, right? I said, all right, that's a pretty good idea. And I'm thinking in my back of my head, there's no chance I take the time to do that. But anyway, and one of our joke songs, right? You know how you have joke songs with your, yeah. with your friends? Yeah. One of our total joke songs is John Parr's St. Elmo's Fire. Okay. Right? It's just one of these joke songs. It's like... You, so this is what you got Beat to? drops... <laughs> And like uh, St. Elmo's Fire. All right. So, all right. Joke song. Got it. Laugh. On to the next thing. So the day comes. No chance I made a playlist. I did bring my, uh, my, my phone, but I was just going to put on a Pearl Jam album and call it good. Right? This is just what's going to happen. I am in the waiting room about to get the old snippy snippy. And I'm sitting <laughs> in there. And, like, about to, like, you know, lay back to have at it. You know what song comes on? Really? Saint that Elmo's came fire. on? St. Elmo's, that... Elmo's Fire comes, like, over, like, the hospi- the, uh, the doctor's room office radio. That's crazy. So then, right, nice little thing. If there's one song that you think that I hate with a royal passion, what song do you think that is? Oh, God. That's there's so many. That <laughs> it's, I would it's, a, it's, a, it's a very hard thing. It's very easy to understand. What when's it when's it from? What year? A long like time. Years. Probably seven. Anyways, uh, I'll just tell you. So then, I am in. That was before, and I actually videotaped it. I was laughing at Burge. I'd send him a text video of me listening to Saint Elmo's Fires. I'm wearing a mask, in the thing. Right. Then. I'm laying, I got one earbud in so I could hear the doctor, and I'm about to, like, literally get the needle in there to start the whole thing. You're right. <laughs> and just as karma would have it, <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama starts. Oh! And I was just like, oh... I hate this song with every fiber of my being. And that song just reminded me like, yeah, that part was funny. Ha ha ha. Don't forget that you have a needle in your privates. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, one way like, to bring you back. Oh, this is the worst. And all I did was like, I had the one earbud in and I was like, volume to 30. <laughs> I mean, that is. To, just reminded you that like, yeah, there's. It's just kismet. It's just kismet. There's a knife down there. Yeah, one of your most awkward, awful situations you'll ever go through as a 
adult male compounded with your least favorite song <laughs> oh my god i just had the i was like this can't be happening right now might be the worst possible experience this you could have probably ever can't had can't be happening i laughed about the saint almost fire had a good giggle about it but then it was like now it's go time and of course that one plays but also i actually think that i did this near perfect if you're gonna do it you're gonna do you it. did your vasectomy near perfect I, I think I did my part of the vasectomy near perfect. The thing that I can control is schedule. Had it yes. done on Friday. That week, that weekend, Saturday, three football games. Sunday, three football games. And all you are is sitting on the couch. The last one sucked of the whole, just was, yeah, I was gonna worst. Say, uh, Steelers get blown out by a billion. And I, so I get to, after that, right, I put my daughter to bed. I'm excited for the Steelers game. I crack open a beer, and as soon as I am, like, I'm pouring the beer in as, like, the Steelers are having the first play. Oh, the first play. And then the snap goes over Roethlisberger's head and scores a touchdown. I was like, I'm going to need more than one beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was brutal. That was not a a good game and very shocking. I was listening back to our podcast, and the Browns tried to do what I had said they would do as Browns because the Steelers started to make a little bit of a comeback. They were within twelve. They were at fourth and one, and they decided to punt. Not that to get was into, stupid. Not to get in the X's and O's of the Steelers-Browns game because it wasn't even worth dissecting. But, yeah, no, the other th- they, they say the number one time when the vasectomies happened, you know, in the number one? March Madness. That and the Masters. Oh, both of them fantastic. Yeah. Would, people... be, would, be, would be great. They, uh, I, but, you know, the first weekend of football? Not a bad time to no great. You uh, timed play, that. Play, you did time that time. perfectly. You did time right? that well. Masters would have been better because then you probably could have taken. I would have gotten the stuff maybe on like Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah, and then you had like an extra day of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then you milk that. You can milk that. Be like, oh, I'm still not feeling better by Sunday afternoon. Just oh, need- there's there's no chance. There's no. But that the only thing that's usually around opening day for us. So it never really uh, never really works. I always kind of have it on like on a separate screen. So, yeah, well, no more uh, little cranes running around in the household, it looks I like. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really throw a wrench into stuff. Uh, but, yes, anyway, that's what happened. We're having a great week, huh? <laughs> so. Yeah, but, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, it, it, I would say this. It wasn't as bad as I thought. That's what I've heard, except my buddy did get an infection. One buddy did get an infection. That stinks. That sounds terrible. A, there was one of the guys that like the numbing stuff wore off. Ooh, ooh, that sounds like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the th- that's like the fear of waking up in the middle of a surgery, like, and you're like, oh, huh. I'm awake. I can feel this or hear this. This is not good. Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. that's uh. So now that we've ruined everyone's morning. <laughs> no, I they, they, I don't think that we ruined it. I hope we didn't ruin. It. No, I I just yeah, we'll move on. We shall. We shall. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, I feel like there's been some good new, um, I'd say major news, significant news, and it's just growing, still growing like crazy, right? Can we talk about sports betting today? Sure. Who do you want to bet on? (laughs) Not the Steelers anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for me, I saw New York, uh, Cuomo, he was like really anti-sports betting. Well, well, he's not anti-sports betting, he was anti-mobile sports betting. Yeah, but if you don't have mobile, then well, what's that's the point? there's okay. So there's always a backstory to why someone's anti something, and it's 
derives from the political influence that said tribes or other current casinos have over said legislature. But he now is able to go to them and be like, we need money, right? Like, we just need money. So, like, sorry, like, I, I have to do this. Like, that's why they're going to... He also said in the same breath they're going to pass marijuana in New York. Like, so states are dying for cash, dying for cash. The easiest way to turn it on is to just start taxing and collecting the revenue. Sports betting and, and weed. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they're like, well, 14 other states have already done it, so it's not like we're the first to, like, change something crazy here. So they just... You're, you're only doing something that everyone around you is already doing, so... That's also, why his tune changed. I also think that I'm. Uh, I was reading an article. I'm looking at it now. Nine hundred and thirty-one million dollars bet on sports in November, in New Jersey. Yes. Yes. Right. The state next to him has nearly a billion dollars a month. Yes. Being bet on. Yes. Bunch of degenerates from New Jersey. <laughs> you guys. You guys are. You guys are. Uh, yeah, I think they've been betting on stuff in New Jersey for a long time. <laughs> so so I, I look at this and I go, all right, if I am in my, if I'm, you know, trying to enter into the workforce or workforce or, you know, maybe I'm trying to figure out what my sports journey looks like. Yep. Man, I'm, I think I am trying to figure out that sports betting world and how to get into, you know, how do you make your mark into it? But you know better than anybody as you work for DraftKings. These aren't really like, though they're sports-centric, right? Because you're betting on sports. They're really like a tech company, right? They're, they're, they're first and foremost a tech company and then a casino and then a sports, business, a sports company. So at DraftKings, right? And you're, you've been... Uh, very very close with DraftKings, not just while not while while you were there, but also you know with deals that you did with them and all that stuff. What are like some of the positions that you like work with or work for, or like what are the departments? I have no earthly idea what happens in a DraftKings, in a FanDuel, um, yep. in those types of industries. Like who works there and what the hell do they do? So two of the probably biggest departments are the engineers, right? The computer engineers on the tech side that are just literally coding. They're the biggest challenge that DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, William Hill all have in the United States is they have to have a product for each state because every state has different regulations. So it's all geo targeted geofence. So it knows you're in New Jersey. It'll fire up what's able to be offered in New Jersey from a regulatory standpoint on the back end from the tax standpoint where the money they have to collect and then owed to each state is different. Everything is different by state. While it's federally allowed, every state now comes up with their own rules and regulations and licensing program. So it's not as simple as just flipping a switch and saying, <clears throat> download the app, play wherever you want to play. It, it knows where you are. And then that product will launch for you in that given state. So their engineers are consistently just building products and they're also now building new games and new ways to bet and new daily fantasy games. Like there's always a consistent new thing that they roll out with the sole intention to either get you to, to join or stay unengaged for the long haul or redeposit if you run out of money. It's that's the whole game, right? It's like, how do we keep these people as a customer forever and not run out of cash? Because <laughs> like that's that's the rub, right? You, it's retention is a big part of even the first time you get someone to deposit money. The next department that would probably be the second biggest would be like the analytics folks. 
Everything is driven there by analytics. MIT data scientist nerds, quite frankly, who are so smart, but everything they do is tracked, analyzed, output with some kind of report of like, okay, this is working, this is not working, this is how big our game should be, this is what we should boost odds, all those things. Like, And then they're also run as a regular casino. So you have people who have worked in the business as a sports book working there to set the lines and set the and set all those things that people would typically do if you had walked into a Las Vegas um, house. Then there is also obviously the marketing folks who is responsible for the ads you'll see on television, the the messaging that they do to acquire you, the promos, the incentives, all those things, which is really derived from the data they've collected over the number of years they've been doing this. It's a big data house that uses the data to then come up with a solution and a message to attract new users, retain new users, grow the business, and then also be compliant in every state that they're in. So when you were at DraftKings or, you know, you work with DraftKings and such, and MGM and such, they had interns, right? They had uh, first-year employees. Besides the guys, I understand that, you know, write code for a living that takes a specific skill. What are they doing? So the entry level jobs are there. So the entry level job I would equate to, so so you say that the a lot of entry level jobs there are data analysts, tons. Data Um, analysts. What is that data analyst? They're in charge of like churning out reports through some certain systems and such. Correct. So like say take them. So we'll use a data analyst for for marketing. So marketing goes out and spends on a a Sunday afternoon with NFL football. Call it. We'll say they spent $5 million on Sunday afternoon with advertisements, radio ads, podcasts, et cetera. That analyst is tracking that spend using the metrics they have internally to determine whether or not that ad spend worked, uh, when it worked, which ones were most efficient. And that helps the marketing team. Like the team. promo codes and such? Promo codes, but also timing. So like they'll know exactly, they'll get a timestamp of when that ad ran. So say that, say at Fox on 1255, a, a, a feature ran on Fox pregame show that was DraftKings centric. They'll go back and check the traffic on the website and determine where there was a spike and deposits and say, twelve fifty six. Correct. It's that, it's that granular. Yeah. Oh no, it's very scientific. So that analyst is doing that stuff. There's analysts who work on the casino side of things like tracking spends. There's analysts who work on the player side seeing like, okay, Rob, we know you like X, Y, Z. When we send you an email, you're going to be put in this cohort because we know these type of messages drive you to do something after we entice you with xyz right it's right. all data it's literally it's just data um and the other entry-level job which would be what i would equate to the inside sales role right i guess that's another question you probably were going to ask me is the customer yeah, right. service so the customer so associates has... like you're right, sitting so there I... answering questions for people who have issues with their deposits refunds could, couldn't change so the lineup. One eight hundred DraftKings and like no, I've it's all on, it's all on it's all online. It's all chat. It's all chat. Oh God, it's all. Yeah. It's yeah. all. And I, I just you... like twiddled my fingers. Like uh, I was yeah. typing. I don't even think you, I don't even know if they have a phone number, quite frankly. But it's twenty four hours. You right. So to... you could be working like the midnight to eight a.m. shift. You could. And I, when I tell you this, it is the most, um, frat. How, it was the most frat house environment. It was like just. Pizza boxes everywhere, wings, <laughs> Red Bull, Red Bull coming out their ass. Like it was just, it was just like a smell of smells. Um, one of my one of my closer people that I was friends with there, uh, 
he oversees that department. I actually, he'd be an interesting person to have on. The stories, I don't know if he's allowed to tell the stories. So here's the thing. This is that. This is why that, that department is rough. When you mix people's passion, what, money, religion, and sports, two yeah. of those three are incorporated with DraftKings, sports and money. Yeah, when sports, you, money. Was that, you don't talk at the dinner table, what, religion and politics? politics. Yeah. So you start factoring in people's passion about a sports organization and then they're factoring their, in their money and having those people call you or, or yell at you. Oh man. I, I, so I think I talked about this a year ago when we talked about DraftKings. I had to do, everyone in the company had to do it for a period of time when we had like code red, when the whole shit hit the fan with the first scandal per se. Yeah. So we all were like customer associates responding to everyone who wanted their money back. It's fake, blah, blah. I, I, I had to go home and just like, you didn't know it just hit you in the face. I like, I can't, what they people deal with every day is insane. Like it's insane. And this is just like, chats, not on the phone or is this on the yes, phone? This was time? all chats. Like, and then emails, you were responding to emails and like, co- like it was, it was rough. Hey, but I'll say this good on DraftKings of like, you've got to respond to these things. Right. Cause isn't the easy part is just delete. Oh, you I, I look from, a, and they're, they're one of the most regulated companies now. They have to respond. There's so much stuff that they have to abide by from a regulation regulation standpoint that they don't want to mess up their license. Like if you lose your license in a state and you're kicked out, like that you're is screwed. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Insane. So but yeah, no. <clears throat> so the industry. So if you're looking to work in this, I actually, I did have an informational discussion with somebody. So no joke. I legit get two to three requests internally a, a week because DraftKings is hiring, right? Like they're one of the few companies they're in Boston. Oddly enough, you can't even use their product in Boston other than daily fantasy because sports betting in Massachusetts is still not legal. Um, That's common. I think they're saying it's come. It was supposed to come last year. This, you, this, yeah, Massachusetts, I hear, I hear. Whatever. So they're, they're hiring, they're growing, they're a rocket ship. Everybody's interested. It wants to think it's cool to work there. I have to typically tell people like, eh, you, it may not be for you. It is really cool. And it's a great place. And it's an amazing place to be a part of. The culture there is amazing. The people are really smart. Just know what you're applying for and what you're actually going to be doing. It's, it's, it's a tech company. It's a casino. Then it's a sports company. The sports department, I'd call it, like the business development folks who would go out and do the marketing deals in the sports world. It's like a team of like three. Yeah, right. <laughs> and how many do you think DraftKings has? 500? Employees? Yeah. Oh, thousands now. Jeez, man. They're the they have the largest office building space in Boston. They've already run out of space in that office. Because they're all just coding. They have they have Vegas, they have San Francisco, they have New York, I believe Ireland, Malta. They they have offices all over the world. Right. I did see. um, It's a rocket uh, ship. It's a rock. It's like it's like get it's. I equate it to people like imagine you were able to go back in time and start working for Budweiser in 1920. You really that's a unbelievable analogy. But think when beer was becoming legal and after prohibition and like being part of something that's going to be never going to go away. Like sports betting will never go away. It's only going to get bigger. And eventually just becomes so like our children will never know the difference about weed. And we talked about the weed, but with sports betting, like it'll be just nomenclature that the announcers and they already started doing it. All the announcers bring it up right now. They go bring up the spread, bring up the over unders. They've all, yeah. they've all go on in on this because they know the engagement level 
like I'm watching sports for a game in March Madness because I bet on it. I don't know who the hell the players are. <laughs> like, yeah, right, 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 right. Same. I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 adding a little bit of gambling as long as you're not doing it crazy makes it more fun. Of course it does. And like, it's, it w- yeah, like I don't, and we've talked about this. I don't have an addictive personality, so I can come and go as I please. I'm never going to be like risking my mortgage. Obviously, there's those issues out there with sports yeah, betting. Course. No difference in alcohol, right? People have addictive personalities, but the, the 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 sports gambling world is very different than the daily fantasy world. Like they're very. There's a big delineation between the two. And the biggest delineation is? So the the Daily Fantasy, you're not playing against DraftKings ever. You're playing against everyone else in the game, right? Yeah. DraftKings is just the, the people who are facilitating said game. In a sports bet, it, you're going versus DraftKings. Like you're betting against the odds. And in, in most cases, it ends up being like a 52 to 48% swing in terms of who wins, who doesn't. And the house always wins because of the VIG. Also, the way people bet on sports is very, it's much, it's much easier. You could literally be like, do they cover or not? Right. You don't need to build a lineup. There's no salary cap. There's no analytics. There's no, it's easier. You can just like, ah, give me 20 bucks on the Steelers. It's literally a coin flip. Bad, right? like, bad idea. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a one point spread, you're literally like, okay, it could go either way, whatever. Daily fantasy is hard. It's really, really, really hard. You have to know the right matchups you have to know the right values you need to know who the third string running back is who's going to get snaps this week to get like it's not like something you could just like walk around and be like oh yeah i picked all these guys and won a million bucks like not happening um they're just very different products and it's much harder to stay afloat in daily fantasy from a money perspective because it's much harder to win right so it's it, you're easier to be like i just blew a hundred dollars or yeah, and like you can't or a thousand dollars to just go you, you, and you can't really chase you know the chasing and like you can't chase in daily fantasy as much as you can in sports betting. Like if you lost a hundred bucks on Sunday, you'd be like, oh, I'll bet a hundred bucks tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. Yeah, get I'll win it back. That's it's also not a good a idea. Dangerous, right? Yeah, very dangerous, very dangerous road to go down. But like, it's just the, the the barrier to entry for sports betting is much lower than daily fantasy. I even saw. Uh, in regards to this, that DraftKings did a deal with uh, the Drone Racing League. And I was reading this. Uh, DraftKings research said 70% of drone racing fans don't follow the big five sports leagues, right? So they're thinking new audience, new, uh, new people to attract, but are three times more likely to bet than fans of major sports leagues. So these people are basically new, right, because they're not ta- a part of – you know, football, baseball, basketball, and probably what soccer was the fifth one. Uh, football, PG- baseball, basketball, hockey, PGA, maybe. I don't know. They said the big five, but anyway. Um, so that's new new people to their platform, and they're more likely to to gamble. It seems like a match made in heaven. Well, that's like when we we launched esports, daily fantasy for esports back when I was there. And like I was like, what? What the hell is this? And it's true. It's a whole new genre of people who definitely don't watch NFL, MLB, but also would love to be in and on the action because it just, again, when you're watching League of Legends or Dota 2 and you have some money on it, it changes the way you watch. One of the things I remember when this started coming out maybe a couple of years ago and uh, you could, you know, whenever the Supreme Court ruling was, what, two years ago, three years ago? It's like three years ago now, yeah, like 2018, yeah, right, I think. Three years yeah. ago? I remember I uh, was in a minor league baseball thing and like everyone was freaked out about this. And they weren't worried about like people throwing games as much 
but they were worried about, like, if you could gamble on the first pitch of the game being a ball or a strike, that someone could influence the single-A pitcher who, um, you know, I mean, who only makes 500 bucks a month saying, I'll give you $1,000 if you throw a ball. They were uh, worried about they were worried about that. Yeah, but they've said and they've proven that the more it's regulated and the more it's legal, it's harder to do those things. It's all trackable. When it's on the black market, you can't you'd never be able to know what the hell happened. Yeah, right. So because what you're saying is because this is all so is it because of the the digital age is being able to track it. This isn't oh. like just some guy in the back alley. Exactly. Like if it's black market, how would you you would never know what even happened. But if it's a legit bet placed and it's all regulated, like they can monitor that for sure. You know, baseball's got to be, I, I look, you know, baseball's obviously we're closest to, right? So the Nationals are putting a sports book in Nationals Park. They are. Right? And then you've got issues where, like, you know, gambling was, what like, the sin of sins in it still baseball, is. right? still is. Still is. So it's so weird, right? It's a weird position. Am I wrong? I- so I think I know I think we're probably not allowed to say some of these things, but like, no, I don't th- I think, I don't think, no, I think people, the players can't still walk up to the window and place a bet in the middle of the game. So it's not for the players. Like that's where people need to like draw yeah. the delineation. The players aren't allowed to bet. The fans have no influence or outcome on that game. They just don't. So like, yes, if a manager is betting on the game, <laughs> yeah, there's a very idea. big difference between the guy sitting in the right field bleachers. Who's got a hot dog phone out of his mouth and beer all on his chin. <laughs> Making a then bet Alex in the middle Cora, of the game. Right, like, a, uh, I don't think, a... You'd have to be an insane human athlete to risk the salaries that they make to place a bet. Right. You'd right. have to be insane. Yeah, it's, and by uh, the way, again, whether the thing is in the stadium or not, it doesn't change the fact that they could have done it on the black market to what we just talked about. Like you could have you could bet if you wanted to do it. There's yeah. Nothing's... You're, you're... You're right. I also saw, by the way, this week or a week or so ago, uh, FanDuel like uh, shut down on Sunday, uh, like on a Sunday, saying like they could not process any inbound or outbound. Uh, so you know, uh, that is why the biggest department is the engineers. Because yeah, if, right. you sh- if your product goes down, down for like three hours or something. Like yeah, that, no, that's hours. that's that's bad news for specifically. That's bad news. Like I, we've, we had it happen to us when we were, when we were early on in 2016 and like the app, we were getting, not even kidding, millions, millions of processes at 1258 on B rate for, for NFL kickoff, people changing their lineups. Like, like, and if you're, and if your system can't handle that and people can't make adjustments and they have money on the line, that's when you get that angry email for that customer service kid who now has to deal with those people being like, I couldn't change Greg Olson into the like, Rob Gronkowski and I cost me all this money. Blah, blah. Like, and that's, that's what happens. Like you, your product, that's why DraftKings and Fanduel, well, like FanDuel's a bad example after what you just said. That's why DraftKings and FanDuel were so far ahead of everybody else that came into the game because they had already built the UX and the platform What's and UX? the technology, user interface. So yeah. usability, like it's, if you go onto an app and you're like, what the hell is all this? Like, that's a huge thing that you can navigate said app to get to what you want to do and it doesn't feel overwhelming and you feel comfortable. You have to make it for a two-year-old, right? DraftKings and FanDuel were spending years doing that with their daily fantasy. So they knew the answers to the test. when sport They were building a sports book platform the whole time. Once that all launched, 
all these old companies like out in the Vegas and the casinos who were always terrified of sports of online gambling because it would make people not want to go to the casinos, which was the most ridiculous foresight you could ever have. Their hmm. platforms and their apps were trash. So people would be go on and be like, this isn't usable. I'm not going to do this. And they'd go back to DraftKings and FanDuel. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Interesting. Interesting. Before we get to the next topic, there's actually an, this ad read, which I really like. I said it last week, right? I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, cover art Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, a.k.a. Rob Crane and Chris Valente, access oh, yeah. to our community Discord, and an e-learning course uh, full of tips and tricks. Uh, and on top of that, uh, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can just get all this for $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door for leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. Uh, to apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description uh, in our episode to find out more. That is bwhustle.com slash join. Cool idea. Very cool idea. Kevin Jones is going to take over the world. We'll hear more about it next week at our town hall. That's right. Blue Wire, big Blue Wire town hall. Town hall. Town hall. Um, and uh, NHL starting up tonight, right? Dropping uh, the pucks. It, is it tonight? Yeah, Five games they, tonight? Yeah, they already started probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, our boy Jackie Tipton, little Jackie Tipton, and the Penguins. Only the NHL, only the NHL can get unlucky enough to come back on the day that the president gets impeached for the second, second time, time. <laughs> and the NBA drops a massive trade. On the, yeah, right, right on the left. James Harden. By the way, there's not a more villain team right now than the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. They're like super villains. They, they, they are the first like – Detroit Pistons since the Detroit Pistons of the 1980s. Great for the NBA. If Kyrie, the well, NBA. Kyrie needs to show back up, so there's that. Yeah, he's a he's going to spread he's sage lunatic. all around every place again. Um, he's a, well, it's a flat earth, so we're no. These are flat earth. <laughs> anyway, about. when baseball was the best is when the Yankees and Red Sox were, you know, fighting oh, late to 90s, the death. early 2000s. Yeah, oh, yeah, unbelievable. Sports leagues need villain teams. Of course. When they the Yankees need were dominant, the, they, need, they loved it. Right. They need the Detroit Pistons 
they the Patriots were that way. People hate the Patriots, right? And except, except for me, they, they gave me two Super Bowls, so I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so anyway, the they need these villains, and I think it's great for the NBA. You know, but we, we I, I know you're, great for the NBA. What's just crazy is that the Bulls never became that. They just were always beloved. And they were just like so good. Like they, they were love the love Jordan, man. They love. But that was the thing. It was like he. Tra- it was so weird. It was such a weird thing because I was talking to somebody about this. Maybe it was. Maybe it was you. Maybe it was on this podcast. I don't know. Um, Jordan would have a totally different legacy if social media existed. Oh God, yeah, we talked about that. It would. He. He would have been screwed. Right. Totally screwed. And you know, LeBron gets all his stuff. I think you're just. They just grow up differently though lebron's not that much younger than us no lebron's only at the lebron's 35 he's 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 pretty much i did speaking of sports icons i know you don't watch tv or anything or might probably even have this but um the tiger woods documentary came out i uh i don't have hbo but i am obviously a giant golf fan i hear mixed reviews that it's just like a hit piece so it's he's not involved so I've heard I've heard it's really fascinating, and there's stuff about him that you and I, growing up, would have never have known. That's interesting. So I, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I want to watch it because Tiger for me is like he was so polarizing and, and just like must watch television. For Why was good... he polarizing? I never found him polarizing. I didn't Polariz- like love him or hate him. I always thought I never thought about hating Tiger Woods or rooting against Tiger Woods. I was always finding myself. I mean, polarizing in a good way, actually. Like he was must-see TV in the fact that he was just like this mysterious, just phenom that crushed. I remember if DraftKings was back in like 2001, right? You were taking bets of Tiger Woods or the field. I know, yeah. no, For like majors, right? It was ridiculous. It was like, are you going to take Tiger or the rest of the of, of golf? And, and you would always like, take eh, Tiger. Tiger? <laughs> and he wasn't even great odds. He was like minus 1,000. It's like, oh, geez. Like, yeah. So the Tiger doc is out. I kind of want to watch that. Um, when, I, when I'll ever be able to watch that, I have no idea. But that's definitely on the to-do list. Yeah, I, I, I like documentaries. I, 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 I would watch the Tiger documentary. I would watch that's, the Tiger that's documentary. That's what I was saying. It's a documentary. You'd probably watch it. You'd, I'd watch I would, it. But I was assuming you didn't have HBO. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> there was no reason for you to have HBO. <laughs> No, why do I want to watch HBO for? <laughs> I don't know if Amy might watch HBO. Maybe you had HBO. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not really. I don't know. She she did watch. She got into the uh, Shit's Creek. Love Shit's Creek. I couldn't stand it. Oh. It's like four episodes in. I tried to watch it, right? There are 20 minutes. I can handle that. I just get annoyed with it. Like, this oh. is annoying to me. Oh. I don't Rachel's, find any of this funny. Rachel's going to murder you. She, uh, my, my wife loves it. She thinks it's the greatest it. thing since sliced bread. It is the best pandemic show. It was so good. It was so good. It gets, it, look, it starts off. I could see why you might hate it early on because the characters are so unlikable. It becomes so, it's so well written. It's so, it's so good. That's you probably just lost half our listenership by saying you don't like Shit's Creek, by the way. No, you have. You don't like, you like the, it. I you don't, don't like, like The Office. You don't like Shit's Creek. What the hell am I doing? No, I never said I don't like The Office because I've never seen The Office. That's true. I have seen Shit's Creek. I saw the first four or five episodes because Amy wanted to watch it. And 
Alina, I found it annoying. The, Alina, this is all you need to focus on is destroy Rob for the next week. This <laughs> <laughs> Shit's Creek hatred because he might. I'm not. You might be the only person in America who doesn't like Shit's Creek. It's very on brand. <laughs> like I find it annoying. I just found. I was like, this is. I don't like. Amy's dying laughing over there. I'm like, rolling my eyes. I'll have a watch party with Amy virtually with, with Rachel. We'll watch Shit's Creek and you can go do it. I don't even know. What, you can go putt in the corner or something. That's right. I would putt. I'd putt for two hours in the corner. I'd be cursing about why I was not like Shit's Creek. It's so. I found it's... it annoying. I found Who, it like annoying. The, the, the characters? Yeah, I found like the story. I don't know. I just didn't like it. So I was, I was done. And when I'm done, I just shut off and it's over. Right? You can't win me back. Oh, oh man. I, I'm Rachel's gonna listen to this one and she's gonna be very upset. I'm not even gonna tell her about this conversation. I'll let her find out for herself. Yeah, I don't like Shit's Creek. She got like she got like swag from Shit's Creek. And we got all kinds of stuff for Christmas for Shit's yeah. Creek. Christmas yeah. ornaments and yep. you know all kinds. She she's in, right? And she David, with, David. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was like annoying to me. All right. Well, well, well before we lose all of our listenership, we'll move on. <laughs> The most loved show in America. Somehow you found annoying. Um, if you if I were to say like, I loved it, you would have been like, no, you didn't. I would have been like shocked that you saw it yeah. more than that. But the fact I'm even more shocked that you saw it. Yeah, first like four or five episodes, and still found a way not to like it. Oh, yeah, I didn't like. It. I don't like. It. What's the last thing that you watched that you liked besides a documentary? I don't know. A movie? Seen a movie that was like that? Oh, that was a good movie. No, a movie? No, I haven't seen a movie in ten years. <laughs> that's so insane. <laughs> I don't know how it always in the back here, but that's so insane to me. That's not possible. Like you're not just like Goodfellas. Was that the last thing you liked? That was. I, I haven't seen that in you know a long, long time. But oh uh, my, never mind. I don't. Right. Not too long ago, I think I saw. I don't know. No, I really, I, I, I can't, I can't put, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Oh my Lord. All right. You know what I do like? Uh, it's like National Geographic Channel, Life Below Zero. Have you ever seen that? No. No people one has because it's really not that entertaining. <laughs> but I find people who live in the middle of nowhere in Alaska and have to like hunt and fish and like build their own houses. Interesting. Everyone else in the world finds that like snooze fest boring. No, I would, I'm like, that, I would find that interesting to a point. I can't imagine living that way. So like, that's your that's your that's your outer space. Like that's my outer space. Like I yeah right I guess so. I can't imagine living like all right. I'm hungry. I feel like Chick Fil A. No wait, I've got to go catch salmon in the river and it's six degrees out. No, I that sounds terrible. I'm gonna go hunt a moose today. That sounds miserable. Miserable. I like have to go. No COVID uh, issues out there. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, great. Uh, or E. coli. <laughs> yeah, you got E. e. coli. All right. Anyway, I think that uh, we've have we have we covered enough today? I don't even know what you ruined. You ruined it. You ruined. I didn't about, ruin anything. You don't like Shit's Creek. That doesn't mean I ruined anything. That just means I have a different perspective of this than you, which is fine. We can agree to strongly disagree. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I think that's not the first nor the last time that'll happen in regards to uh, life and, you know, enter- enter- entertainment life. I just don't care. 
That's fine. I, I, I appreciate and respect and kind of admire your stubbornness. Because <laughs> that's right. quite frankly Deal. what it is. That's what it is. You're what is stubborn. It? You're stubborn. Stubborn? I'm not stubborn. You're stuck. You won't watch The Office. The freaking you were at the rap party. You never want to, don't want to be like, oh yeah, I wasn't curious to just figure out what the hell this whole big deal was about. This whole stadium was here cracking up about these people and going crazy. You had a colleague crying over meeting them. Yes, I did. And uh, I, sh- I I texted you the picture of yeah, <laughs> me in the background on television. I had a I had a proud dad moment. I was been I, I got um. Three different people bought this book. I bought it for the book. Rachel bought the book for me. Someone else bought the the. Uh, there's an office like kids book. Oh I've really? Reading, I've been reading it to Zach. And it's like all the all the characters are like little kids in like elementary school. And he's like, oh, there's Michael Scott. And I'm like, yes, we are good, buddy. We are good. So, well, proud da- proud proud dad moment. I will say Nolan nor Maddie will have that uh, same <laughs> same moment. So enjoy. Oh. It. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't think it's. I, I think you just said something. It's like, you didn't have the curiosity? No. That's what I respect. I'm like, uh, I, I just, wish I could just not care as much as you. That'd be great. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care. That's I, awesome. I, I, no curiosity. It's curiosity that, killed the cat. It's not going to kill the crane. I, I, no, I'm very <laughs> jealous of that mantra. Like, nope, don't care. Don't care. On the next thing. Right, look, can we go play golf? I'd love to play golf. Oh, all right. All right. Well, that was fun for the most part. <laughs> I just, uh, we're, we're done. We're done. This podcast is over. I'm telling you, you alienated. I'm guaranteeing you alienated some of our listeners tonight. They'll be like, I can't listen to what Rob has to say anymore because his opinion means nothing. He hates shit, he hates Shit's Creek. Well, we will uh, see how that goes. <laughs> well, we will take that risk because if you didn't know that that was a solid chance that I wasn't going to like that show, it'd be better off if you refused anywhere. to watch it. You'd be better off if you just refused to watch it rather than just like shit all over Shit's Creek. So anyway, sayonara. It's been fun. Our record downloads are all over. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you next week. We'll see you later. Right, actually, wait, 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 wait. We can't. We wait. can't. We can't. We can't. We can't leave. Where are we going? We can't leave. We have to promote something. You know what we have to promote? promote. Friday, oh, Friday on Instagram. Friday, Friday, Friday on Instagram. Yes. I almost hit the stop button. Friday on Instagram. Chris and I are doing live advice. We won't talk about Shit's Creek. I hope not. Friday, 8.30 Eastern. 8.30 Eastern. We were going to go on Instagram live, uh, take questions, and hopefully answer them. Not about Shit's Creek. So I almost forgot about that. Alina, our wonderful intern, uh, would have killed us. You're simply the best better than all the rest you would understand that if you watch the damn show (laughs) goodbye goodbye